Everybody, welcome to the Backlot Review, an official part of the Backlot Podcast Network. I am the CEO, John Kegley, and I'm what joined the by fuck? my co-CEO. I'm this joined by my co-CEO, one- Nick. Shut up, shut up, Nick. shut up, shut up. Nick, say hello. hello. Nick, say hello. hello. This guy, this guy had to one-up me after I called him my secretary last episode. <laughs> and we are joined by Stephen, my intern. This, Stephen, this guy, hello. bro, this guy has spent all this week thinking of a way to one-up me, bro. <laughs> a lot of changes Dang, are coming. <laughs> laying, laying in his bedroom, staring at the ceiling and shit. The little notepad. I have, I have a picture of you, and I just thought of darts at it all the. <laughs> a little notepad and shit. It's like, what can I say at the beginning of next episode? One hundred percent. This is all I think about. Um. All right. Anyways, so today's episode is gonna be a little different. We're not gonna be reviewing any movie. We're actually gonna be talking about our top ten most anticipated movies of twenty twenty. So we put together you know a list each of us and we kind of combined them and made the ultimate top 10 i guess you could say um and if you don't agree with us then stop listening to us um so with that being said i guess let's start with number 10 which we all are going to list our own number 10 then we'll go from there so that sounds super confusing doesn't it yeah (laughs) okay yeah basically we couldn't figure out a number 10 so we all just have a number 10 individually because this yeah. list yeah, was exactly. hard to make <laughs> not a big fan of a lot of the movies coming out this year it's not it's no 2019 i can say that hopefully that like there's like some surprises out there though um okay so with that being said steven what is your number 10 okay so for my number 10 i kind of had um like several different options to put in here um i thought about putting paddington 3 um i thought about putting Jesus. mank Okay, don't sleep on Paddington, bro. Okay, hold on. Is that is that movie like that good? Yes. <laughs> like, am I gonna cry if I go watch it right now? I mean, I don't know if you'll cry, but Paddington One and Paddington Two are legitimately really, really, really good movies. Pretty sure Paddington Two. You make it sound like they're like masterpieces. Like, are they like that good? Yes, dude. I'm pretty sure Paddington Two is like at 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's 99. percent What the hell? Yeah, and and I think the one guy who who lowered the did it to be the, a dick. Yeah, I think he's a troll reviewer. I don't remember his name. No, it's at 100%. It's at 100%. Oh, there we go. Okay, that's what I thought. Actually, Dude, you just really mentioned good. Mank, and damn, I kind of regret forgetting to put that on my list now. Yeah. Well, um, I guess we got to live with really that. I'm really excited for that. <laughs> so I thought about those two, but I decided against it, and I put Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch at my number 10, um, strictly because it's been a w- I love Wes Anderson. Um, I think Isle of Dogs came out in 20... Was it 2017 or 2018? Uh, 2018. Okay. I, I, I like that film. I don't think it was on the level of uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel or um, Steve Zissou or Fantastic Mr. Fox, but I think this film has the potential to, you know, be up there. Plus, there was a bit of news that just released for the film. They just announced the release date, uh, July 24th, 2020 literally just announced like five minutes ago you could check you heard it here first yeah you heard it here first this is exclusive shit coming from wes anderson himself he just texted me 
We were supposed to get him on the podcast, but he uh, ended up having to do something. So yeah. it's all good. I think this is what he was doing, actually. Yeah, <laughs> he was announcing the police <laughs> day. Yeah, so that's my number 10, Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. All right, cool. Uh, Nick, what's your number 10? Uh, my number 10 is Halloween Kills, which is the sequel to David Gordon Green's remake of, well, not remake, I guess his reboot sequel of the original Halloween. Or Rebirth, maybe? Yeah, yeah, the Rebirth reboot sequel. Well, this is the sequel to the one that just came out. Um, even though there shouldn't really be a sequel to this movie, I just really like the Halloween franchise, and I like horror movies, and I like Halloween. So I'm excited we for this movie. We don't talk about horror movies around John. He's co- uh, he's covering like, his ears. I'm literally I'm literally shaking right now. <laughs> he's covering his ears. Wait, I have a question. Um, does the Halloween movie that came out was in 2018? Yeah. Um, is that movie like is it canon to the one? I mean, I know Jamie Lee Curtis was like in the first two, maybe, but is like are all the movies so, canon? No. So basically, the one that came out last year basically wipes out everything that happened until. So it's a direct sequel to the first Halloween movie. Oh, so all the ones yeah. that came after that are yeah. just like wreck Exactly. Yeah. So okay. even though, you know, spoiler alert, Michael Myers dies in, you know, the 2018 version, um, I'm curious to see what they actually do because, I mean, if they bring him back, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to be like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this franchise. But uh, yeah, let's see what they do. I'm excited to see what they do with this franchise. It's gonna become like a comic book movie if they bring him back. Like, just nobody actually ever dies. I mean, um, no one's ever really gone. I mean, was <laughs> the the one that came out in twenty eighteen is it's good by all accounts though, right? I I haven't seen. Yeah, it. it's it's very good. I really I, I really like that movie. Good reviews. Great movie. Hmm, interesting. I'm actually now that I've because I I always thought the ones that came after like the first two or whatever were like super corny. Like, wasn't there one that was like in space? What? That's, else. No, what that's Friday the 13th. That's Friday the That's Friday the 13th. My bad. That's Friday the 13th. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, never mind. So, actually, I'm actually, I think I'm going to go watch that soon. Bro, you're thinking about Ad Astro, that, bro. Like, everything? Yeah, that's what exactly what I'm thinking about. <laughs> Dude, I'm thinking about Rise of Skywalker. Bro. Oh, shit. Oh, wait, I get um, it. It's because, like, they killed the Star Wars franchise. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I, I see. Um. All right, so that's pretty, uh, that's pretty interesting. I think I might go watch that Halloween movie. Um, okay, so my number 10 is A Quiet Place 2, which is directed by John Krasinski. Um, I'm, I was super, super into the first one. I, I saw the, the first one I feel like is one of those movies that you need to watch in the theaters to get the entire experience. Um, I know Steven hasn't seen this. Nick, have you seen Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I'm someone that's not big on the whole, like, movie theater experience. I typically hate going to the movies, to be honest. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a movie that you need to, like watching a movie theater even though that or like if you're watching at home like you need to blast those speakers yes and be in a you know quiet place <laughs> yes exactly I feel, like wa- <laughs> I feel like if you watch this movie um and you have like you know like the entire surround sound loud ass speakers and everything like you have to like immerse yourself into it because you get like the full experience and it's really like it's a creepy movie at times, and I really like John Krasinski's, um, you know, directing style. And I feel like what John Krasinski does well too is he builds like he has like a good building of this relationship with the entire family. You get what I'm saying? Um, I like the entire chemistry of all the characters together, and uh, so I'm super excited about the sequel. Um, and 
just throwing this out there, I want John Krasinski to direct and star in Fantastic Four. So, anyways, uh, let's move on to number nine. Okay, so, so now, so since John confused it in like the weirdest fucking terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and go ahead and simplify this. <laughs> so simplify this. from numbers nine to one is basically mutual picks. These are picks that we all agree should be in our top mm-hmm. ten list. Um, so these are all just movies that we all agreed upon. So mm-hmm. for our number nine, we have Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Um. Are any of you guys like particularly Edgar Wright fans? Because I'm the one who campaigned to put this at number nine, and if it were up to me, this would be way higher. I I didn't even know this movie was a thing. So you like I, I'm an Edgar Wright fan, so I'm actually like excited to see him. Um, he's ever he's never done a, a horror movie, has he? Or did no. he did uh Well, I mean, Shaun of the Dead, but that's that's yeah, that's, that's, horror, it has like horror, horror elements, but it's definitely a comedy. So this is like is this like a full on horror yes. movie? Um, from what okay. I've heard, uh, that's what it's looking like. So, which I'm pretty, ex- I'm, I'm I mean, excited for that. If Anya Taylor Joy's in it, it has to be a, a full-on horror movie, um, right? Yeah, so <laughs> that's very true. Um, so the way like I feel about this movie is, I forgot this movie was coming out this year until you mentioned it again, and I was like, "What the fuck is Last Night in Soho?" And you're like, "The Edgar Wright movie," and I was like, "Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about now." Um, I'm excited to see it. I really liked Baby Driver. Um, I like, I, I like, I, love I would say, I guess I like the world's end and I like hot fuzz. Like, I don't know. Like I, I like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Like, I don't know. Like I like Edgar Wright, but I don't love him. Even though when I see what he's doing, I'm like, oh, this guy makes good movies. You only like hot fuzz. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I think hot fuzz might legitimately be in my top three comedies of all time. I love Hot Fuzz. I love Shaun of the Dead. I like The World's End a lot, actually. It's not on the level of Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, um, but it's definitely good. I'd say like it's it's a great movie up until the last like five minutes, and then everything gets like I think kind of out of hand to the point where it's just kind of like nonsensical. But mm-hmm. I think the uh, Coronetto trilogy, which is what he calls them, are all fantastic movies. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Scott Pilgrim, uh, I guess because I didn't really know too much about like the source material and all of that. And I saw it, I think I saw it sophomore year of high school, actually. I also saw it sophomore year of high school because we had that same teacher. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> you guys watched that at school? Yeah, yeah, we saw it in class, actually. <laughs> That's dope. Um... And then, obviously, I love Baby Driver. I did a project on Baby Driver, actually, like, two semesters ago. I love um, Baby Driver, but I hate that that movie's tainted now because of Kevin Spacey being a weirdo. Oh, my God. Oh. oh. Yeah. I mean, at least he gets, like, run over at the end. That's true. That's <laughs> very true. I mean, there's that. Baby Driver's, like, a really, like, really surprisingly good movie. Like, I kind of just, like, walked into the... I mean, I didn't know really much about baby driver going into it i just like walked in just like all right this is a new movie that looks pretty good from the trailers and i walked out like holy shit that was fucking exciting and and like it had you like on the edge of your seat you know i was um i was like really hoping that we'd like read more figure learn more about uh edgar wright's ant-man because remember he was signed on to do ant-man at one point yeah that's right and then they 
Oh my him. god, what a they had fuck they up. had differences. Yeah, dude. I mean, Ant Man One's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It is, but, but it, um, I mean, but Edgar still, Wright would have made that shit incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could definitely see a little bit of like some Edgar Wright influences. I guess. Well, I think they kept a lot of his script. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, credited definitely. as a writer. Definitely, but oh man, if only we had actually seen him. Like, if only we had seen his Ant Man. Yeah, that'd have been very very fun. Um, all right, so Last Night in Soho is our number nine, which is uh, a horror movie coming out. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, all right, so our number eight is Top Gun Maverick, which is directed by Joseph Kaczynski, not Krasinski. Um, I think he's the guy that did Tron Legacy, am I not, if I'm not mistaken. Tron Legacy. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Did Are he? you guys Tron fans at all? Eh, uh, I don't really care for it. I saw it. I didn't really care for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did Tron Legacy, um, Oblivion, which with, with Tom Cruise, and Only the Brave. So he has a couple of movies on his resume. Didn't Only um, the Brave I mean, like, just come out? That came out in 2017. What the fuck? I never saw it. Did you see it? No, but I remember. Like, I feel like I just watched a trailer for this movie like in the theaters yesterday, and it came out in 2017. What the hell? This guy's a time traveler, bro. Oblivions, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm <clears throat> I'm a big Tron fan. Like, I I loved the the original growing up, and uh, when Tron Legacy came out, I was in high school, so I was like super super hyped about that. And I, it's not a great movie, but it's like a good popcorn movie, you know. Um, so I, with that being said, I'm I'm excited to see what he does with Top Gun Maverick, even though I don't feel like we need a sequel to that movie. Um, but it's honestly, I think the sequel can be pretty good. I think it. it it's doing something interesting with its plot. Is Tom Cruise flying planes in this movie? Yeah. Is he? Is yeah, he? In the is he you can actually you can flying him. planes? Because Tom Cruise is fucking crazy and does I all his stunts. Actually, That's what I want to know. I think he is actually flying these planes. <laughs> okay. That's the most Tom Cruise shit I've ever heard. I mean, bro, he does. He does. He breaks his ankles doing like the most meaningless stunts. No, I have mad man. respect for Tom Cruise. I have mad respect for Tom eh. Cruise. I like Tom Cruise. I'm talking about like when, when it comes yeah. to like I'm, I'm I'm talking about when it comes to like him doing like a lot of his own stunts and all that stuff. Like a lot of people don't sign up to do that. So no, no, yeah, I love Tom Cruise respect. as an actor, as a person. <laughs> He's crazy. All that Scientology. And no, I'm talking. I'm just talking about. I'm talking about just acting. Like I'm not even going into all that. Okay, yeah, yeah. As an actor, yeah, I love Tom Cruise. I love the Mission Impossible series. Yeah. So okay. So Top Gun Maverick. I mean, wait, but you were saying they're doing something different. What are they? I doing? mean, in the sense that like. Okay, so I'm going to read it, the letterboxed summary. It's pretty short. Okay. Set in the world of drone technology and fifth-generation fighters, this sequel will explore the end of the era of dogfighting. So, like, I guess this movie is going into, like, like looking at Tom Cruise's character, um, uh, Pete, and it's basically, like, his Twilight days, I guess. Like, he's I not guess him reminiscing anymore. on, like, yeah, he's not needed anymore. It's like... A, like the future is now old man type shit. Yeah. Um and I guess him Bro, Top the first Top Gun came out in nineteen eighty six. Yeah. I thought that shit came out like in the nineties. No, bro, it's old. <laughs> Damn. That movie's ahead of its time. That's a great that is movie. A, it is a really good movie, man. And I'm glad Val Kilmer's coming back too. Um Yeah, I'm super excited. But like I'm I, I like the angle that this movie is taking. It's like it's like, look, like, your time has come, your time has passed, you're past your, your prime, you know, we have the future coming in, 
things are always going to be changing, all that shit, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's a pretty cool angle. It's nothing, like, unique or anything, but, I mean, it's better than, I feel, what most directors would have done in, like, this sort of sequel, like, just, like, a normal cash grab type thing. 100%. Um, I mean, I, I, I've i read, like, rumors about it, so I don't know if it's been confirmed yet. I don't know if you guys know, but is is Miles Teller playing Tom Cruise's son in this film? I don't know. I have I, no I really idea. Don't know. That might be something that they're just trying to keep quiet until the movie actually comes out. No, I, um, I don't. If that's true, I don't know. I'm like weird with Miles Teller. I don't really like him in anything besides Whiplash. Interesting. I don't think. I think he. I think he's a good actor. I think he just needs like a good script to really show it. You know, like War Dogs is fine. It's whatever. But I didn't really like. I don't think Miles Teller did anything special in it. Fantastic. I'm not even gonna talk about that. I know he's in the the Divergent series, which are garbage. You um, mean the ripoffs of Hunger Games? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's actually facts. um, he's in Bleed for this, which, I mean, whatever. He's in Project X. Um, but none of those movies I feel really use Miles Teller like Whiplash did. I don't know. I hope this movie's a little different. But I think he's a good actor that just. I think he needs to be in the proper role. Hundred percent. I know he was. I, I know he was going to be. Um, he was supposed to be Ryan Gosling's character in La La Land. He was the first choice. Yeah, thank God, Damien Chazelle. Why? Why did he not do it? I think Damien Chazelle just realized that Miles Teller wasn't the good choice. I, I don't think he could have done what Ryan Gosling did. He looks too much like an asshole. Ugh. And like, I don't Ryan mean Gosling's that. A great and like, actor. I don't mean that like in a bad way. I just think Miles Teller just kind of has like. Like a really t- like punchable face. Oh my god! No, <laughs> I hear like he. I hear like he is an asshole. Like in real life, though. I, I don't know. I, I've never met him. Like, I'm sure he's a cool dude. But like, I'm just talking about like appearance wise. He just he just looks like a douche. No, totally. I, I get it. I get it. Um, and I think that's why he cha- they they changed him to Ryan Gosling. Hmm. All right. Cool. I mean, all right. So, Top Gun Maverick. Um. Comes out June 26th of 2020, so in a couple of months we'll be seeing that movie. Um, I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, that's I'm why gonna... it's on my <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so number seven, we have Soul, which is a is that a Disney movie Pixar. or a Pixar movie? Okay, so that's going to be directed by Pete Doctor. I have no idea what Pete Doctor is. He has what? worked with Pixar. He's done... Are you serious? I don't know like anybody like within like the, Bro, the Pixar Inside Out, Monsters Inc. Up. So he he directed those. Yeah. Oh okay. So then that's um, oh did he direct Wally, them? Um, oh he yeah he directed Inside Out, Monsters Inc. and Up. I think he wrote he, for Toy Story or something. He was the he story wrote, and head an- animator. Okay. Yeah, and he wrote for Wally Damn. and uh, The Incredibles. Yeah, so he's what a fucking filmography. He, yeah, yeah Pete Doctor. I'd say, he's not. Like Brad Bird level of Pixar, but he's I think he's like in that upper tier. Well, I'm looking at his filmography right now. It looks like he's had like some type of involvement in like every single Pixar movie that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, like Pete Doctor, Andrew Stanton, John Lasseter before he left for Disney. Um mm-hmm. those were like the four main guys on Pixar where like what they alternated directing, but they all had their hand in writing, producing and and all that stuff. Yeah. All right, sweet. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I see here he did Monsters Inc. Up, Inside Out. All right, those are three, like, fucking amazing movies. So, no question Soul will be uh But is he is good. is he doing Soul? I don't think he Yes, is. he is. Yeah, he is. I'm looking at the, oh, the Wikipedia okay. page. I mean... And he write, he's writing the story, too. I mean, 
I'm super, super, super excited for this film. Um, Does anyone have the plot synopsis on them? Or those yeah, 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 I have it right I have, here. I have the letterbox on me right now. You want me to read it? Go ahead. Okay, so Joe Gardner is a middle school teacher with a love for jazz music. After a successful gig at the Half Note Club, he suddenly gets into an accident that separates his soul from his body and is transported to the U Seminar, a center in which souls develop and gain passions before being transported to a newborn child. Joe must enlist help from the other souls in training, like 22, a soul who has spent eons in the U Seminar in order to get back to Earth. Hmm. So... That sounds interesting. I mean, personally, I'm... If this were up to me, because I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm the one who campaigned to get this on the. I had soul. I made a list of twenty. I had soul at number eleven, so I was yeah. cool with I that ha- being thrown on. Yeah, I have a list of ten, and I have soul at my number four. So I'm personally, I'm super excited for this film. I love Pete Doctor. I love Jimmy Fox. I, mean, I love I love Pixar. Like, what's like? I can't really name one bad movie other than maybe that dinosaur one. Was that a Pixar Cars movie? Two. Isn't Onward coming out? Is that a Pixar movie? Okay, Cars Two. Yeah, Onward is Pixar. And Onward does not look that great. Amazing. <laughs> really? I I I think, we'll see. I think it'll we'll be see. good. I think I think I don't think it'll be as good as Soul. I think Soul is going to be. I think this is going to be incredible. Um, I mean, I, I feel like there's always like a Pixar movie that comes out every couple of years that like changes the game. Like Monsters Inc. did that. Uh, the Incredibles did that. Toy Story. You know what I mean? Like I feel like this might be like one of those Pixar movies. You know what I mean, I'm I mean, this will certainly be the best Pixar movie since. Well, I don't know. Toy Story Four is really fucking good. Toy Story Four is amazing. Coco is better than Toy Story Four. Oh yeah, Co- yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coco, one of the. Best I would say this ever, might though. be at the I same level as Inside Out or Coco. I think Coco is better than Inside Out. I agree. I, I wouldn't even watch Inside is, Out, but I really like Coco. Yeah, I think Coco is Coco's much better. Than, I think Coco. I think you could make the argument that Coco is a top five Pixar movie. I would say it's a top three Pixar movie, but yeah, I was about to say you could probably even push <laughs> well, it into the. Three. If you guys are going there, it's my number one. Is it really? Huh. No, <laughs> I think Toy Story two is my number one, or maybe The Incredibles. Actually, Ugh, the I Incredibles. love The Incredibles. I still think The Incredibles you know is movie? the best Pixar movie. After rewatching Incredibles, I don't like it as much as I used to. Really? Really? Yeah. I think it holds up. And then seeing the second one well. just made me. It's the first one flipped roles with a husband and wife. Yeah, The Incredibles two. Whatever. I'm not the biggest fan, but I think it's good. It's I good. think The Incredibles two is arguably the best superhero movie ever made. Mm. Yeah, I will. Uh, yeah, I, I will That's go a- that far and say that. That's a good argument. I will go. I will go that far. Um, um, but back to Soul. Um, I don't know. I see that Jamie Fox is yeah. uh, is going to be the main. Yeah, lead. I mean that's that's Jamie Fox is a very underrated actor. He's awesome. I love Jamie Fox. Dude, I, yeah, because I feel like people don't give him the credit he deserves. I don't know why, but that dude can act his ass off. Yeah, I think he's um, incredible. And like, I know like a couple years back when Django Unchained first came out. I think there was a report that Will Smith passed on the role of Django. Yeah, and did. like if he did, he's an idiot. He did, yeah, he did. And then people were like, uh, people were upset at you know Will Smith and and whatnot. But honestly, I'm gonna go ahead and say I think Jamie Fox is a better actor than Will Smith. I agree with that. I think Will Smith is just an action star, or not an action star, like comedy action. Will Smith is an actor. That I guess doesn't exist anymore because I would say that there isn't really an actor that is like a box office hit maker anymore. 
just because I don't think people care about that. I think people care about seeing good content. I don't think people care about seeing good actors anymore. I disagree. I think Leo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are still two people who can put butts in seats. Yeah, but Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't you make bad movies. You could get an army with The Rock, too. That's true. But The Rock... The Rock oh, The Rock. Yeah. I would okay. say yeah, The yeah, Rock right. is yeah. the last... But The Rock is super popular overseas. I, like, extremely I would say The Rock overseas. is the last actor that could do that, but look at, you know, like, Skyscraper. That movie flopped. Mm, you know what good, I mean? That's a good... Uh, yeah. I don't know, but The Rock is still right. The Rock. Like, I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's still. But, the rock. Oh, I see Tina Fey's in the yeah, movie too. Yeah, Tina Fey awesome. is. is I love like, Tina Fey. Is um, I guess like the little sidekick who's gonna help him. I think this. Yeah, honestly, she's playing twenty-two. I think this movie is gonna be a a, a, a tearjerker. Yeah, I hope. I think I, I think this is gonna hit a lot of people. Because the the main plot of the movie revolves around you know this Death. jazz player who aspires to be you know this like amazing jazz player like he he's a small time teacher or whatever he's a middle school teacher with a passion for jazz and he wants to be like this big time jazz musician and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say right now I think the movie ends with him realizing that he's never gonna be a, a big time jazz player and that his true passion is teaching the kids. Um, and I think that's going to elicit a lot of reactions from people, at least the older crowd who have tried pursuing their dreams or have had dreams and never really and have failed and have failed or never really like went after them. I think this movie yeah. is going to be a surprise tearjerker. I think I think this is going to get a lot of people. Yeah, I um, I wouldn't be surprised, bro. Like like now that you bring up you know tearjerkers and Pixar, like. They make a lot of movies that make you cry. Huh. I mean, the, the ones that, that come to the top of my head are Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4, Coco? Monsters, Coco, Inc. Coco. Jesus. Yeah. Come on. How is that not those the like first four one you said? Movies. Yeah. No, I know. I was just like naming just like those four. I mean, I, there's a bunch of movies you can name though that have like that they've made that can make you cry. And you know what? Yeah, Coco should have been my number one. I think I cried like a fucking baby when I watched that movie. Yeah, I did. It just um, it, it just hits you, man. Yeah, it really does. Pixar like re- literally can't do. Okay, Cars they do two some made wrong, me cry, but because <laughs> it was so fucking bad. I've never seen Cars. I, one, I was two, never. Or... Wait, is there a third Cars? Wait, yeah, Cars yeah, three. Is. Cars three actually made me tear up. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, was that a good movie? Because I, I I never saw the uh, Cars two or Cars. I mean, three. I have like I'm very 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 nostalgic towards like the Cars genre like the car series like out franchise yeah that franchise will always hold a special place in my heart because um like my youngest brother grew like would legit watch cars no kidding probably like three to five times every single day it got to the point where i could literally recite that point uh that movie like word for word so like i don't know i've always had a soft spot for for that series so like growing up like you know obviously growing up watching cars and then watching cars three in theaters like I'm not gonna, you know, spoil it, but there's some shit that happens in that movie and, that I'm like, damn, like this is actually pretty sad. <laughs> so I, I'll not, I, I won't accept any car slander at the moment. Fuck cars. Chill. <laughs> all right. So um, with all that being said, that was a very, very long uh, number seven. Uh, <clears throat> so Soul is uh, coming out. When is that movie coming out? Oh my god, I just lost it. I don't think it, it has a, a release date yet. Or but it is 2020 confirmed. Yeah, it's during the summer. Yeah, I know it's during the okay. summer. Okay, so Soul's coming out this summer. So, oh, never mind, June 19th. 
So June 19th, Soul will be released. So number six on our list is a DC superhero movie by the name of Wonder Woman 1984. Um, it is directed by Patty Jenkins. She did the first Wonder Woman. So that's pretty exciting if you're a fan of that. Um, I'm excited for this movie. I don't know about you guys. I, I liked... I liked, I didn't love it. I liked Wonder Woman when I saw it for the first time in theaters. And I just rewatched it like a couple of days ago. And uh, I liked it a lot more the second time. And I can really, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's a very charming movie. I, I, Gal Gadot's not the best actress, but I think she can hold her own as Wonder Woman. Um, but I love Chris Pine. I, I think he did awesome. And in, in, I, I honestly, I feel like he like kind of carried that movie a little bit. Really? But in a good way, obviously. I, I, I think Chris Pine's fantastic. I loved Wonder Woman when I first saw it. Then I saw it again and I said, holy crap, this third act is terrible. Oh, yeah. The I third act is Nick. definitely the weakest part of the movie. I agree with Nick. I loved, I absolutely loved Wonder Woman the first time I watched it. And then the second time, I liked it a little less. And then the third time, I liked it a little less. And then the fourth time. And now, honestly, I don't, I'm not that excited for Wonder Woman 84. I think the last 30 minutes of Wonder Woman make that movie almost unwatchable. Just because really? I know... Yeah, just because I know that everything that they're setting up throughout the movie at the end isn't going to be paid off in a satisfying way. It's kind of like... like not to the level of Game of Thrones season eight, but you know how like when something at the end is so bad, it makes you not even want to rewatch it. Yeah, like that's how I feel about the original Wonder Woman. Like they were setting up something so powerful in in its message. But what um, what like what what do you think they like destroyed? Like what 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 do you think they were trying to set up? I mean, <laughs> um, I think it was. I think I think they were setting up her realizing that humanity is evil. That humanity itself is like that. There is evil in humanity, and it's not just one entity. You know, that's making you know this war and all this grief happen. You know, that it's yeah. just something that's inherently in man and humankind. And I think her at the end of the film, like coming to grips with that, I think would have been an incredibly powerful moment for Wonder Woman and like yeah, for any superhero movie in general. Yeah, or really yes. any superhero movie because that's not really something that you see. But then they had to go and throw in that big Ares fight, which is like really bad CGI. Oh my god, the, C- I, the CGI in that scene is terrible. And then it's just like, I, like I just lost interest, and I was like, okay, I, like why am I gonna rewatch this movie when I actually agree all the with cool that. stuff like, that they were leading up to at the end of the day is just thrown away because some studio yeah. executives wanted a big fight scene. I mean, I'm I'm fine with Ares being in the movie. Like, he's a dope villain in the comic books. Um, but yeah, like them pretty much like shifting gears and then making it like that he actually did set all the you know all this up when it came to the war and everything. I was like, really? Like we had to go there? Like let like you were saying? Like we should have had her realize like you know what man is 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 really isn't good. You know what I mean? Like this is how they are, and um, that that would have been a super powerful moment. I totally agree with that, but. You know, at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I really enjoyed the movie. Wow, you're actually, like, making me, like, really think about this now. I mean, this is my number four for, and what do we have it at, number six? I mean, I'm I'm excited for it just because... I'm excited for it. Like, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a comic book fan, though, so... I mean, I don't even have this on my list. Interesting. I'm excited for it just because I enjoyed the first one. Yes, I have issues with it, but I feel like, I feel like they're going to learn. They're gonna understand. 
or maybe I just have too I, much I faith so. in studio executives. <laughs> now, what do you guys? What is your guys' opinion on uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman? I I like her. Yeah, I think she's I think she's perfect for the role. Yeah, I I agree. I like Gal Gadot. I think she was easily the best part of that first movie. Um, I just like, know Chris do... Pine was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say exactly. Uh, I, I think okay. Chris I, th- I think Chris Pine and Gal Gadot were easily the best parts of the first film, but I don't understand why they're bringing back Chris Pine in the second. I don't understand that either. That's the one thing I, I don't agree with. I mean, I- I'm hoping that he's just like something that she's like hallucinating or something, and like he's but never. This is like, like but been this back. is like 40 years after Wonder Woman. Yeah, I know. That's like, why I'm like, how are they gonna do this? Like, are they gonna throw him in a Lazarus pit or some shit? Like, which I really, I really hope they don't do that. But um, yeah, I- I'm actually like super, you know like skeptical about how they're going to go about doing that um but i mean i i feel like they have like they felt like they had to bring it back because chris pine's a great actor a big actor and people loved him in the first one so they're i feel like they felt forced to bring him back but they should have just killed him off and left it as it is like because we felt that death you're because you know that was like her first like love interest and everything and 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 when he died sacrificing himself you know for the world you know we felt that and yeah. now for them to just bring it back, you're just like, okay, well, does anyone ever actually fucking die? It's a superhero movie, of course not. I know that's why. I, that's like the <laughs> one gripe about I have about superhero. You know, just superhero like media, like when it comes to comic books, movies, shows, whatever. Like no one ever actually dies, and that's like the one thing that I really hate. But yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I, I'm sure this movie will you know be good. I see Hans Zimmer is actually going to compose it. So I'm actually super excited. I love Hans Zimmer. I don't know. Every time he composes a movie, I get excited. Um, I don't know. I feel like I I love Hans Zimmer, but I feel like all his stuff sounds the same now. He changes it up here, like here and there. Like he actually did the score for, uh, for the amazing Spider-Man two, which is like, it's, it's like, I feel like it's one of his worst scores, but it's not bad, but it's a lot different than what you've like, you're used to hearing from him. So I don't know. We'll see if he changes it up for this movie. I mean, she has a dope theme song, though. The she does. She does. Have a great theme song. Yeah, I love her theme song. So I'm excited for that. Um, okay. So number six, WW84 or Wonder Woman 84, um, comes out June 5th. <clears throat> That's actually around the same time as a uh, Soul. Um, okay. So number five, we have The King's Man, directed by Matthew Vaughn. Who, um, if you don't know, he did Kingsman one and two. He did the second one, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he did that and then I think he did X-Men First Class if I'm not mistaken, which is arguably like the best X-Men movie. Mm, no. Really? You don't think so? Absolutely not. Logan is. I'm talking about X-Men. Logan is like a Wolverine movie. Doesn't bro, he's Okay, he's okay, X-Men, okay. Bro. Just X-Men movies in general. You, would you say that's one of the best? Um Yeah. I think like that and Days of Future Past are probably the best. Um, you want to know something? You've never seen Days of Future I Past. I have not seen Days of Future Past. And then you watched the fucking last one with us. What was that called? Phoenix? Dark Phoenix? Yeah, that movie is garbage. I saw Apocalypse too. Bro, when we walked that movie, you said you liked it. What? Okay, now you you're said just a fucking you liked liar. It. Now you're just. I'm calling Blake. Lying. I'm calling Blake. We're now calling Blake on the podcast. What? Bro, we're calling Blake. Hold up. Wait, now you're just lying. Hold on, hold on. Did, didn't Bro, we? Bro, you walked out. You said like it, it was like an okay movie. What? Didn't we record a podcast episode on that? I don't think so. I don't know. Let me Wait, see. Wait, are you Blake actually answers. calling him? Yes, we're calling him live on the podcast. <laughs> He's probably napping. Yo. Yo. Are you napping? No. 
All right, I have a question. Oh we're we're doing our podcast right now, and I we we have you live on the podcast. So, okay. do you remember when we saw X Men Dark Phoenix? Yeah. Didn't Steven walk out of that movie like liking it? Uh, no. I think he just said like it was average. But that's like I feel like when you say a movie's average, like you kind of like liked it a little. Okay, bit. now this guy's no. trying to change. Now this guy's trying to no, I'm steer not. Him in a direction. Bro, if you say Stephen, if you say a movie's average, that means that you like there was parts of it that you liked. I didn't even say that the movie was average when we walked out of it. Stephen says that he never said that. Uh, I don't think I don't remember him saying that it was like. I never really said he bad. never said it was good, but I remember him saying like it's not terrible. Yeah, he just I feel like something he like that. Out of like whatever. Dude, we, we recorded a podcast episode. It wasn't. It was before you came on. <laughs> All right, we'll have to find this podcast. All right, but it was maybe. before you came on. But I clearly remember saying that it was garbage. All right, all right, whatever. Anyways, um, that this is <laughs> this has, we, got, we got so off track. So Matthew Vaughn did um <clears throat> X Men, um Days of Future or X Men First Class, Kingsman One and Two, and now he's doing the King's Man, which is a prequel, correct? Um. Is this the pre- yes? This is the prequel one. Yeah, so I'm actually. I think this is like what you see how the entire um, organization, I guess, starts. I'm assuming. Um, they really have like no premise, do, do they? Like, uh, can you find one at all? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a collection of history's worst tyrants and criminal masterminds gather to plot a war to wipe out millions, one man must race against time to stop them. Okay, so it's this actually pretty... sounds like a very interesting movie. I think it's going to be really good. I'm, I'm a big, big fan of... Uh, Hold on. Uh, Isn't what? Rasputin in this movie? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't <laughs> mistaking some dude that looks like him in the trailer. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's him. Charles Dance is in this movie, too. Huh. Stanley um, Tucci's in it, too. Stanley Tucci. Um, Stanley Tucci's in everything. Man, they got a good cast. I feel like all of them do, honestly. Yeah, yeah, they do. All of them has. Ha, I love these movies personally. I, I I'm not a big fan I, of the second one. I think it's I'm a not lot. A fan of this franchise, to be honest. Really. I, I love think, this franchise. I think the second one is like a lot um, weaker than the first one, but it's still a, you know a pretty good movie. But the first one I thought was like next level shit. Like we'd never really seen anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I I think I, I even think the second one is legitimately good, but I'm also biased because I love Elton John, so I think like Elton John's like inclusion in that movie is hilarious. Yeah, totally. Um it's not as good as the first one. I agree with you on that. Uh I do think the decision to kill off um spoilers, to kill off like Roxy in the very beginning, I I not a big fan of that. I honestly do hope she comes back, but I, I like it, you know? I think it's, like, a notch below the first one. Um, I'm excited for this one, and I'm excited for the third one. Because they are making another Kingsman movie, so... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're making, like, a an actual, like, proper sequel type shit. Yeah, I know they want to get, like, you know, obviously, like, this little uh, franchise going for these movies. So, I'm excited for that. Um, I see that Ralph Fiennes is in it, too. He's a fantastic actor. Um, did I pronounce that right? Ralph Fiennes. Fines, fan, fan, I don't know. If you don't, the, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people know him as Voldemort, so we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um, even though he's done other other uh, fantastic roles. Um, 
All right, so yeah, The Kingsman is our number five. I think it's it's gonna be a pretty good movie. I mean, just looking at the poster alone makes me excited for it. So, um, that's our number five. That comes out September eighteenth of twenty twenty. So yeah, I got pushed. It was supposed to come out in February, I think, or March. Oh, it got pushed back. Really? Yeah, it got pushed back recently. I don't know yeah, why. That but... sucks. All right. I agree. Yeah, that might be a good thing. I'd rather it get pushed back and they take their time with it. Just yeah, like 100%. like kind of like what happened with Cyberpunk. Yeah, totally. For all you gaming fans out there, so. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> um. Okay, so yeah, that comes out in September. So our number four is Marvel Studios: The Eternals, which is directed by Chloe Zhao. Um. This is a. This is gonna be a weird one because I don't know too much about the Eternals. You know, comic book wise. Neither do I. I don't think really anyone does unless you're a die 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 hard Marvel fan. Um but the cast it like has me super hyped. Um you know they have Richard Madden, uh uh um Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington, Brian Tyree Henry, like this Kumail this... Nanjiani who yeah. got absolutely ripped for this movie. Yes, yeah, dude. I, if you huge. haven't yeah, if you're listening to this, Google him and just pull up the pictures of him getting ripped for this role. It's ridiculously like, it's like ridiculous. That, that's what I'm going with. It's ridiculous. Um, Salma Hayek is in this movie too. Like I love her. Um, great cast. I mean, do you have a premise pulled up, Stephen? For no, Eternals. I do not. But it's definitely look. gonna be more space and like i mean i know it's gonna be jumping through time so yes here, I have there's the gonna be right a lot of mi- i wouldn't call it mystical but yeah read the purpose so marvel studios the eternals features an exciting new team of superheroes in the mcu ancient aliens who have been living on earth in secret for thousands of years following the events of avengers endgame an unexpected tragedy forces them out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy the deviants Honestly, I think, honestly, I think we're getting an Eternals trailer during the Super Bowl because. Do you think that's gonna what, happen? Like, yeah, I, I, I think we're gonna get a trailer. Dude, the too. movie's already like what, like um, probably like seven, eight months out. We don't have a trailer yet. Yeah, I, at least, I a, at least a, hmm. a, a teaser. Yeah, Are there any other big events that are coming up after the Super Bowl? Well, for Marvel or or maybe the Oscars. Wait, when are the Oscars? In February. So That's after couple, the Super Bowl, all right? Yeah. Super Bowl, yeah. Um. Hmm. Okay. I guess we'll see. Maybe. I, I would, mean, I can't. Hmm. I can't see them attaching a trailer with the Oscars or the Super Bowl totally because I feel like Marvel is. That's more of their audience, that. also. Yeah. Um. If, that makes sense. If we don't get a trailer for the Super Bowl, I'm like ninety percent sure we'll get a trailer for um, WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, with which are. Uh, Marvel Studios is two Disney Plus series. Didn't WandaVision um, get pushed back? No, it got pushed forward. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think that, and and I, I'm pretty sure um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out like in November or something, and that that's coming out in August. Hmm. Okay. So those are two. If you're a Marvel fan, a lot of content coming out with Black Widow, Eternals, those two shows. Um. But yeah, man. I mean, the, like the Eternals, I'm excited for it. It, it kind of like reminds me of Guardians of the Galaxy when that was coming out because I didn't know shit about Guardians of the Galaxy, but I was like, "Fuck, bro!" Like, you know, Marvel's making it. Like, it, it, it'd probably be a good movie. And then that movie was fantastic. The first one. Some so, say it's the best Marvel movie. It, yeah, it might be. It really might be. Um, 
so the Eternals has like it, it like reminds me of that the build up for it you know so I'm, yeah, I'm really like we don't really it, know uh, what's going on um Kit, I, I don't know how I feel about Kit, Kit Harrington as an actor um I think he's okay I don't think he's bad by any means but I don't think he's he's great but I think we'll see man I mean I, I, I don't know I don't playing, think um, I don't think Marvel movies are the type of movies that really bring out you know your acting chops you know yeah I agree um I think that Kid Harrington is an okay actor. I'm 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 very interested to see what he does though. I, I know that he's playing um the Black Knight, which is like he I think this character was an Avenger at one point in the comic books, like in the eighties or something. Um and some are predicting that he will be the main character in this film. Like no one really knows who like the film is gonna um, you know, focus on the most. Even though I think it's more of a team thing, um, but they're saying that Kid Harrington will probably be like the main lead of this film. So I'm, you know, I'm interested to see what he does. Hmm. Yeah, I have no idea about this movie. I'm just excited because it's Marvel and it seems different. So. Yeah, and I'm I'm totally down with different. So all right, so the Eternals, which is releasing in November sixth of twenty twenty, so that's quite some ways away. Uh, but we're super excited for that. You one. said what? September sixth. November 6th. Oh, November 6th. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's well, why I'm saying like yeah. if, if we don't get a trailer for the Super Bowl, then probably, we'll probably get it in the next like two, three months. Probably the NBA um, All-Star game. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good prediction. But all right. So that's our number four. Our number three is No Time to Die, uh, 007, James Bond, of course, which is directed by uh, Carrie Joe. Jo- I don't know how to pronounce that. Carrie Fukunaga. Yeah, I don't know why his middle name is there. Is that like what he goes by? Um, but yeah, so No Time to Die, which is a sequel to um, Spectre. That was the last one, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a sequel to like all of them. But yeah, it is, I guess the direct sequel to Spectre. I don't know like how long it is after Spectre, but I mean, like Bond is retired in this one. Um, I think like towards the end of the Spectre, he retires like officially. So I guess he's been retired for some time now. But and you know, this is he's uh, back. this is confirmed to be Daniel Craig's last appearance as uh, James Bond. For I mean, he's been he's know. been saying that since Skyfall, though. But I think no, this actually I think this is actually I, I, yeah, yeah. I think they're like writing him off. Didn't he direct? Didn't Carrie Fukunaga also direct a lot of season one of True Detective? Yes, he did. That's actually uh, that's exciting. He, d- he directed. True Detective was fantastic. Yeah, he directed um, Beast of No Nation, which is a Netflix movie that came out in 2015. I feel like no one saw it, but I, I mean, I watched it when it came out. That movie is amazing. I, honestly, I think before The Irishman and and Marriage Story came out, I think this is the best Netflix movie that they've ever made. Hmm. Um. You could still honestly make the argument. I'd say it's either between this or Roma, honestly. Roma was a Netflix movie? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Roma was a Netflix movie. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Beast of No Nation it has Idris Elba in it, so definitely t- um, watch that. It is a pretty difficult movie to watch, though. Yes, it it's, definitely it's, is. It's very, very real, but it's a really, really good movie. Like, it, it's... It's good. Watch it. That's why, I, like, I know this movie has gone through like a couple different directors, um, but I'm excited to see what 
um, Kerry Fukunaga can bring to this because I love True Detective. I love Beast of No Nation. Um, I know he also made January in 2011. I didn't watch that, but I mean, I've heard it was you know pretty good by all accounts. So he wrote it in 2017. So yeah, that's right. That's right. He did. I was trying to. I was trying to think. I knew there was something I was missing, but yeah, he did write it, which is a fantastic adaptation. Better than the second one, which he did not have a hand in. So, yeah. Um, All right, cool. I mean, I'm I mean, a huge uh, James Bond fan. I actually had this as my number yeah. two. I was gonna put it as my number one, but with all the news that came out for our number one recently, like I just, I just couldn't. But um, I'm super, super, super excited for this. I just hope it's not like, like the Spectre or um. Or, like, Quantum of Solace. Like, every, like, good James Bond movie, like, for the Daniel Craig, like, every other one is really good. It's like, yeah, yeah. Casino Royale, which is, in my opinion, the best James Bond movie ever. And then Quantum of Solace, which is it's not, right. it's not It's not worse than, um, it's better than Spectre, I will say that. Quantum of Solace I is love Skyfall, though. Skyfall Skyfall's is the third great. one, right? Yeah, Skyfall is great. Spectre was... That's probably my favorite James Bond movie. I like it, but I don't think it's as good as Casino Royale. Casino Royale. Casino Royale probably might be the best James Bond film. Yeah. Well, I have a question because I'm a a James Bond fan. I'm not like a diehard. I haven't seen all the James Bond movies. Um, I'm actually, I've recently started a binge watch from like the very first one, which I believe is um, Dr. No. Yeah. And I'm going to watch all of them through, even though I'm pretty sure the Daniel Craig uh, James Bond movies are like a soft reboot of the entire series, correct? Because everyone before that, I think, was like all in the same like. It's never really, it's never really confirmed. Like, I wouldn't say so. I think the Daniel Craig is like the most clear reboot. The other ones, just like, you could argue both ways for the other ones. I, however, don't think like it follows the same storyline. I just think people say that because the Daniel Craig one is like the most clearly rebooted one. Like, no questions asked. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this uh, for this movie. And once I'm done binge watching all the 007 movies, I'm sure I'll be like super super hyped. Um, There's some bad but, ones, honestly. Yeah, I know there is, but yeah, I get through them, you know. Um, this it has a stacked cast, man. I mean, obviously Daniel Craig is amazing. Uh, Rami Malek, I, I don't know how you guys feel about him. I think he's good. Um, um, Ana de Armas, uh, Naomi Harris, Christopher Waltz is coming back. Uh, Ralph Fiennes, like I'm assuming he's reprising. Yeah. Okay. His Rose just... Blofeld. Yeah. Oh my God, Spectre. Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> so disappointing. It's a good cast. Um, hopefully it's good. I mean, well, I'm not Shana the biggest. Lynch, she's the one from uh, Captain Marvel, right? Isn't she the one that's like taking over like the the 007 role or something? Well, that's you guys she's something 007. that's yeah, like. She... Like she says in the movie, like pretty sure that she's the new 007 since James Bond retired. Yeah, okay. because yeah, I think. Do a lot of people know that? Like that he's. I don't. Know, never mind. That's getting too deep into the lore. I guess. <laughs> never mind. That what? That like. That's just his agent name. Like yeah, I don't like okay. I I just want to know if people know that. I don't. I mean, I don't well, think well, I don't well, think casual moviegoers know that, but people who like know James Bond like. Like, the double O name is just, like, the name that's assigned to him. Like, if he yeah. dies or if he retires, the double O seven replaced, name just, yeah. Yeah, goes to someone else. I think this I movie confirms it. Yeah, I think this movie just confirmed it. Okay. Oh, okay. cool. 
All right, so uh, yeah, No Time to Die, 007, James Bond. If you're a f- uh, fan of the franchise, this one uh, it looks promising. Um, that releases April 10th in the United States, April 10th, 2020. So that's actually around my birthday. So that's exciting. Um, all right, so that's that's coming out. That's gonna be a good one. Number two is a movie that I think all of us have really high on our list. Um, directed by Christopher Nolan is uh, Tenet. And if you don't know, it has a super stacked cast, um, which I feel like every Christopher Nolan re- like movie has a really, really good cast. <clears throat> um, I don't really know if there's like a deep premise out there right now, but from what I've seen, it just says a secret agent is tasked with preventing a World War III through time travel. So- I mean, bro, the letterbox synopsis literally says plot unknown. The project is <laughs> yeah. described as an action epic revolving around international espionage. Yeah, Interesting. so no, no one knows what this movie like is a hundred percent about, but for the most part, we just know that this guy is trying to stop a war with, with time travel. Hold um, on, wait. When you guys, uh, did you guys watch Star Wars in Dolby yes, or IMAX? Yes, yeah, yes, you got I, that. I watched it. Yeah, there was like a like a three or four minute like. No, that scene. was like fifteen ten minutes, dude. That was long. Was it that long? Yeah, that was long. Okay. That was like super, super long. It was it, it was good though, that. man. Yeah. Wait. Uh wait, you didn't watch that, Steven? No, I I never saw that. Yeah, so in Rise of Skywalker, um, they had, I guess, what John's saying, like a 10, 15 minute scene of tenant. Like it was like one of the scenes in the movie just playing out. Is it, it one w- of the scenes in the movie or is it like uh, like I, I, I some people were predicting that that this is like a 10 minute like preview of like Maybe. what the movie will be but it's not in the actual movie like it's like yeah. a little prequel-ish kind of like scene you get what i'm saying like yeah. takes place right before the movie i don't know but that's what uh, people are thinking yeah i mean it seemed good uh i will say though not the smartest marketing ploy to have a shootout in a theater being shown in a movie theater when people don't know what the hell they're watching <laughs> Um, yeah, dude. No one. I literally don't think anybody going into that knew that they were going to show this. Yeah. So, I I really don't know what the movie's about. I know it's about time, and most of Christopher Nolan's movies, if not all of them, deal with time in some fashion. Aspect. So, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I mean, if I, I'm a fan of, I, I love Christopher Nolan. He's one of my favorite directors. Um, Same. I feel like every movie that he's done has been extremely good. I I, 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 I can't name one movie that I really dislike that he's made. Dark so, Knight Rises. I like Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> it's, the, it's the weakest of the three, but I like it. It's um, not bad, but it's, it's definitely weak. I mean, I know out of us three, I mean, I'm sure out of everyone that you guys know, actually, I'm, I'm always been the biggest Christopher Nolan critic. Um, however, I do think Dunkirk which is his last film or his latest film is easily his best. Really? Yeah. I mean, I pr- I wrote a review on on this like when we first launched Backlot. I don't think it's there anymore. I think I took it down, but I th- I said it. I think Dunkirk is easily Christopher Nolan's best film. I think it's better I think, than I think Dunkirk fell very short of people's expectations of what it was. I Really? I disagree. I think it's I think I, it was marketed to be something completely different than what it was shown than than what was shown to the audience. Really, I I went in incredibly satisfied with with what I watched, and then like I think it's it's really Christopher Nolan putting everything, all his criticisms that he's received, which I feel like 
he's the one director who like people never really like like feel like he, they're scared to criticize him for some reason. Yes, I I've always noticed that. I would say though that he is one of the only directors that can get you know a uh, two hundred million, hundred fifty million dollar budget mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. F- creating his own original. I don't know if he writes his movies, but you get what his I mean. Brother, like without, he does with his brother. It's yeah, without an intellectual property, like he's making this movie has a budget I think of like two hundred million dollars, and it's not a superhero movie. It's not. Uh, there's no intellectual property to this. It's it's an I think original him and, story. I think him and Tar- him, Tarantino, and Spielberg are the three directors working right now whose name alone guarantees bugs Success. and seats. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, but I feel like I feel like people are like kind of like like scared to like criticize Nolan and I feel like Nolan has like the most vocal like supporters of like filmmakers like to the point where like if you say one bad thing like if you say that you don't like Nolan you get like attacked yeah um I think Nolan is a great filmmaker I don't think he's perfect I don't think he's like the best director working on Hollywood right now like a lot of people seem like paint him out to be I do think he's probably the best at making big blockbuster films at the moment um but his movies aren't perfect however with dunkirk you know his last film being my favorite i am a little more excited for this one and i also am excited because i have no idea what this movie is about and i like the cast so yeah the cast is is super stacked um one thing that I mean, I've, like I said, I, I love all of Christopher Nolan's movies, but my favorite's probably The Prestige. If you've seen that one, I like The Prestige. Um, yeah, I'd say that, that's probably like his second best movie. Yeah, I think The Prestige might be his best. Um, I love The Dark Knight. Uh, I love Batman Begins. <clears throat> Memento is incredible. Um, Interstellar. I, there's something Interstellar. Yep, Interstellar is good up until the last like 20, 30 minutes. It, I 20, can 30 honestly, minutes are the best part of that movie. Okay. The what? I love that movie. I love the I love the last thirty minutes, but I feel like Interstellar might be his weakest movie, uh, weakest other than maybe The Dark Knight Rises. Really? Um, I mm. I love it, but wow. I just I, I think that his other movies are just that much better. Interstellar and, is um, like one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> I love it. I love that movie, but I I just think it's it's one of his weakest, but it's still like extremely good. I think um, it has arguably his best scene, like the docking sequence with Matthew McConaughey. Oh yeah. yes, and I it also has scene. it also has the best score out of all his movies. Yep, I, totally. I think a fair assessment then of Christopher Nolan. I think visually he's a good director. I think his sets are all really good. I think his costumes, everything about his movies are really good. I would say though that his scripts probably are the weakest part of his films, but his visuals and all that make up for it, in my opinion. Um... I don't know if that's, I agree. That's with- weird. I, I I don't really agree with that. I think his scrim his scripts are one of the strong suits, especially because like really, I think Jonathan Nolan, um, which is his brother, obviously that that writes the, these uh stories with him. I think him and, and and Christopher Nolan are like really strong writers. I mean, Jonathan Jonathan Nolan has done I think every single movie with him. Um, I don't know if he's doing Tenant, but I know for I think I'm pretty sure all the ones before he's done. And he uh, he wrote Westworld, which I don't know if you guys watched that show on HBO, but I, I think saw, that's like, the fantastic. first few episodes. Yeah, I love that show. Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm a little biased because because of I'm a huge fan of that show and what they've done with it. Um, but I mean, I've never really had thought about it like that, thinking that the scripts were bad. I don't. I've I've always. I'm not the saying they're bad. I don't. Deep. I don't think they're bad. I just think that those might be the weakest parts. That I don't know. I don't. I, I it's it's hard to like. 
it's hard to criticize Christopher Nolan because like like even though like Steven says like he doesn't like him like you can't deny that the guy is great at no it's not that you see it's not that I don't like him you're just not the biggest fan of him I like I okay I like I think The Dark Knight is a great movie I think Inception is a great movie I think Dunkirk is quite frankly an amazing movie um but like for example like I have friends who think Nolan like literally is like perfect. Yeah. I think his movies have a lot of problems. I don't I disagree with Nick saying that he's a great visual director. I think a lot of the times his movies feel cold and gray. Um I don't think Nolan knows how to use or doesn't know how to use, but I don't think Nolan uses color and color palettes like Oh, I totally to agree his with that. Extent. I feel like all his movies have the same gray monotone sort of aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um which I'm yeah, not but a big you could fan say of. the same for Wes Anderson that he just has pastels. I, I mean, yeah, but at least he knows how to use color and how to use color to represent different things in a story. Could be worse. Could be Zack Snyder. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as bad as Zack Snyder. Um, I think Nolan is bad at directing action. I think that's one of his biggest problems besides um, his writing. I don't think he's a great writer, but I yeah, think... Yeah, actually, now that you say that, I totally agree. Like, I, like when I just go back to like the Dark Knight series, like... Batman just moves and and fights so stiff, yeah. And, and the action scenes are just not great. It's honestly the story that carries that those movies yeah. for the most part, and acting. And Heath Heath Ledger one hundred percent carries the Dark Knight. Um, but I think his his um action, like him directing action and his framing, I think quite frankly is bad, and to the point where it's like really distracting. Um, but he is he does have a great filmmaking mind. And you know, I, I respect the hell out of him. I think he, he is a great director, but like I said, like I I don't think he's perfect. Alright. That's uh that's a I, however I am um, very, very excited for Tenet though. Yeah, I think Tenet's gonna be good, <laughs> yeah, especially as much with as we just cast, said. dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't know Robert Pattinson <laughs> is in this movie, also by the way. Yeah, I I'm a, I love Robert Pattinson. I mean, that, I feel like that's no, you know, secret now. Like we've like fucking fangirled over Robert Pattinson in the past couple episodes. Um so Robert Pattinson, John David Washington, which is uh, Denzel's son, I mm-hmm. think he's a great actor. He's he's um he was awesome in Black Klansman. So yeah. I'm I'm very excited to see what he does with this. Uh, Michael Caine obviously is back. He's like in, I think he's like in every Nolan movie. I'm pretty sure he is in almost every single one of them. Um, I don't think he's in I I, th- I don't think he's in Dunkirk though. Oh, Aaron oh, yeah, Johnson's not. in this movie also. Okay. Oh really? I didn't even know that. Um. Yeah, it's got a pretty stacked cast, and I see that. What's actually surprising, which we're going back to talking about the score, um, which I feel like Christopher Nolan, every movie that he's done has had a very strong score. Um, you know, supported by I think Hans Zimmer has done every movie that he's done, if not you know most of them. Um, but this one's actually being scored by Ludwig Göransson. He's the guy that did Creed one and two, Black Panther. He did Arrival. He did The Mandalorian. Oh yeah, he did hmm. The Mandalorian. So I'm actually excited to hear the score for this. I mean, this, this guy is like an up and coming uh, composer. I wouldn't say up and coming. I, I'd say he's already pretty established. Okay. Okay. Also, um, this is only written by Christopher Nolan. Oh, so Jonathan's not doing this? No, it just it's just Christopher Nolan given the credit for interesting written for the screenplay or whoever it's written by. No, um, that's interesting. With a budget of two hundred and five million dollars. Pretty sure that's still less than Cats. 
Cats was like, I, I just don't understand why. They <laughs> oh so no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Money, Cats, Cats was 95 million though. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. believe. I thought that. it was like 200. No, I, I don't, don't believe, that, believe that that is the real budget. <laughs> I mean, you got to remember too, like they, they never include marketing, and I feel like Cats, like they probably put so much money into marketing that movie, and it just plus did they not went, work plus out. they had to go back and fix some of the VFX. Yeah, you remember that? Like the two weeks into it, they're like, "Nope, we're releasing the movie again with the fixed visual effects." Actually, I actually want to watch this. I don't. <laughs> I'm honestly down <laughs> to watch it with you, Steven. I, I just I want to see, like, how truly, bad it is. Yeah, truly, how bad it is from my own eyes. I'm down to watch it if you're down. Yeah, I remember my girlfriend telling me when she saw that that movie was coming out. She was like, "Why would Why would anybody make a cat's <laughs> movie? The play is." isn't good yeah it's weird isn't that good either it's super strange and that's why people liked it i think she said the music like the songs are good but like it's just aren't all the cats like super horny in the play yes yes it's super weird i saw it in middle school my like music teacher made us watch it and i was just like i didn't i i didn't understand 13 year old me was just like what is going on like i i couldn't comprehend these cats but Anyway, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, we're getting so sidetracked. Um, so yeah, um, we have uh, Tenet coming out. What is the release date for this movie? I just have. I always exit out. Okay, my bad. Tenet is coming out July seventeenth of twenty twenty. Um, like we're super excited about it, even though we just like. Now I don't want to say we trashed Christopher Nolan, but we you know we went into some criticisms of him. But at the end of the day, he's a great filmmaker. Tenet looks awesome, so we're super 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 excited about that um and the last one on our list our number one was this a unanimous number one yeah right yeah i think so like i think there's like a no question like this has to be number one on everyone's uh list uh is dune um i okay so i'm just gonna go like i'm gonna kind of like let you guys like take the lead here because i really don't know much about dune at all um i read like a quick premise about it like you know months and months and months ago and i was like this sounds so fucking exciting i'm 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 into it um but if you guys want to take the lead go ahead because i really don't know much but i am excited for it um so yeah i just started reading the book dune just because i know the movie's coming out and i've been told by multiple people that dune is basically lord of the rings game of thrones and star wars like mixed together so they had a love child yeah so I'm only like, you know, 50 pages into the book right now, but I do definitely get that feeling of like Game of Thrones and Star Wars like had a baby. Um, it's, I, it's only one book, right? No, there's a lot of books, oh, but there's six books, but, but it's when I went to the bookstore and bought this book, the guy was like, yeah, you only need to read this book. This is the only one that's actually very good the sequel to the like the second book you can read but you don't have to so everyone just says to read dune the first book because that's really the only one that you need to read um interesting how how long is it uh 412 pages yeah yeah it's it's a pretty big book um i know they're making the movie into two movies uh the cast is absurd (laughs) like who's in this cast yeah um i don't know if you guys have a list i could pull that up but well actually i want to my bad let me stop you right there um i didn't i didn't say it before but it's being directed by dennis uh villeneuve Villeneuve, okay um 
if you Blade don't Runner know, 49. yeah, Blade Runner uh, 2049, Arrival, uh, Sicario, Prisoners. Um, you know that movie Enemy, I think that was with um, <laughs> with Jake Gyllenhaal. That was a pretty good movie. Um, I mean, this you know this guy's made some incredible movies. Uh, he's probably like, if not the best, like one of the best directors like right now. I think um, this movie's gonna be. I think this is gonna be the the best film of the year, and I've said that multiple times. It definitely has I could potential. Definitely see this being the best movie of the year. And if it is the best movie of the year, like you can like really make a strong argument that like he's probably like the best director like of our time right now. Like you know like of this generation. You know what I mean? Um, I think yeah. he's in the making. I think he's in the making of that, and I think Blade Runner twenty forty nine like it showed. Holy crap! This guy is an amazing director. Like just that movie. That's almost a perfect movie in my opinion. Yeah, I remember you really liking it. I I um you know a movie I really love is Prisoners. That's like one. That's of my a great movie. Ever. Also, I love that movie. Like from start to finish, like I'm just like you're like glued to the screen. Wait, did um, we say? He directed Arrival, right? I'm not. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, uh, in did my opinion, in one, of my, in my opinion, <laughs> one of the best sci-fi movies ever made. It definitely is. It's. I mean, it's one of the best films of the decade. I think top 100 films of all time, maybe. I don't know. I guess that'd be in a. Debate, I don't know about but... <laughs> top 100 films of all time, but I mean, you could pro- you could definitely make the case. I think it's top five for the decade. Hmm. I don't know, man. 2016. That I think, in my opinion, I think 2016 and 2019 were the best um, years of the year for film. I mean, 2016, you had Moonlight. I would, I would definitely put Moonlight on that best films of the decade list. Um, even though I prefer, I like La La Land more personally. I honestly, I don't like La La Land. I, I, love I La never, La Land. Fin- I, I, I started it and never finished it because I just like couldn't get into it. But I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna have to I, give it a second chance. It's one of my I favorite movies. Really. Of all time. I really dislike La La Land. Like I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I'm sorry. That's insane. That's it's one of my favorite films of all time. However, I do think Moonlight is a better movie. I mean, Arrival came out in 2016. Everybody wants some, which is one of my favorite movies ever. Also, Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water by came the out. Sea. Manchester by <laughs> the Sea, which is also amazing. Um, Suicide Squad. <laughs> Damn, that was in 2016. Oscar, Oscar winning. Oscar-winning Suicide Squad, yes. Very, very true. Um, Um, But yeah. Oh, wow, Silence came out in 2016. I really liked that movie. found that to be a very good movie. I I think Silence is one of the most underrated movies ever. Hmm. I think it's... I think you can make a case that it's one of Scorsese's best. I think you can put that in that upper tier. Especially going from Wolf of Wall Street to Silence. I think that's a huge... Tonal so, shift. <laughs> yeah, well, like absolutely, one hundred percent. But I mean, Dune. I, Dune, is, it, it sounds promising. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. cast itself too. Like, other than the director, is you have Timothy Ch- uh, Chalamet. That, is that how you pronounce that, bro? Chalamet. Chalamet. Um, yeah. he's fantastic. I actually, I mean, you guys are gonna hate me, but I, for the first time, I finally watched the uh, Call Me by Your Name. Um, a couple weeks ago, Great movie. or maybe like two months ago, and I loved, love, 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 love that movie. Um, I thought he was fantastic in it, so I'm super excited about that. Um, I know Josh Brolin's in this movie, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Isaac. Yeah. Um, Dave Bautista, which is like super random, but fuck it, I'm down. Um, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, Javier Bardem, like, dude, like it's like 
ridiculous. I mean, I'm probably like missing a couple of Rebecca you know, Ferguson also. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people in this movie. Southern Skarsgård. Yeah. I just think seeing the cast like justifies the hype around this movie just because I don't think a lot of these people would be in this film. Like Timothy Chalamet doesn't he doesn't make bad movies. You know no. what I mean? How old is he? Like twenty two or something like that? Like oh he's twenty four. Like this kid Got doesn't make bad future. movies. Whoever the hell is this kid's agent is yeah. doing a great job. Dude, yeah. you know he was almost Spider Man, like for Marvel Studios. Thank God he wasn't. <laughs> I think I think he would have done well. I think he would have done awesome. Um you know who I want to give some love to though is uh Stellan Skarsgard, like what Steven brought up. Um I don't know if you guys have watched Chernobyl, the uh, miniseries on HBO, but like, dude, he was fucking awesome in that. Like, he was so good. I mean, we all know like the guy can act. He's um, he's uh, what else was he in, bro? That entire family could act. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, he's in uh, Goodwill Hunting, also. I know he has a small role. Not that small, but I love that movie. Um, (laughs) I actually remember he was in the uh, I think Thor one and two. Um. But yeah, man, he's a great actor, but especially in Chernobyl. So I'm actually like really excited to see what he can do and uh, what he's doing in Dune. Um, but uh, does anyone have a like premise of Dune brought up, uh, pulled up? Um, I'll tell you right I could now. Look, I could, yeah, I if could you want to go for that. Here. Yeah. Um, I do know that I, I I was reading some stuff on the internet. I mean, it is the internet, and the internet doesn't lie. I think we all know that. Oh, um, okay. that executives had seen a very rough cut of dune and like they said it was the next lord of the rings and star wars like they feel that it could be that level of movie franchise i think this movie might be rated r though if i'm not mistaken i think this movie might be rated r or it's going to be i'm not a hundred percent but when asked about this movie um the director was saying you know this is going to be star wars for adults Interesting. So I have the the synopsis pulled up here. Dune tells the story of Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great dynasty, a, a great destiny beyond his understanding, must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, a commodity capable of unlocking humanity's greatest potential only those who can conquer their fear will survive sounds like it really does sound like a star wars for adults yeah kind of i mean i'm super excited for it i know you two are um i know when it was announced i know people were kind of like skeptical about it because the 1984 um dune film by david lynch was like considered one of the worst films ever made i don't i I wouldn't say about the worst films ever made but i'd say like one of the most like disappointing yeah especially like with david lynch at the helm i feel like that's a really weird choice to direct you know this dune film david lynch is an amazing director but i would have never thought in my life for him to direct yeah yeah but um I know people are skeptical because I know Dune has always been in that conversation of like one of the hardest like books to turn into a into a film. I know like Blood Meridian is also there, but there are rumors that that is going to be made. But um, 
I mean, we'll see. If there's anyone who can do it, it's uh, Denis Villeneuve. So, I mean, see how how it turns out. I mean, I think um, before he made Blade Runner 2049, you can make an argument, like, why is he attached to it? Like, can he really, you know, handle this? But I think with what he did with twenty Blade Runner 2049 and, like, you know, the world building and all that stuff, like, I, I, it's, I feel like it's in the, the perfect hands. Um, I, I agree. Yeah, I think, I, I think the world building itself is just—it's hard to do like that in the movies, like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Like they do a fantastic job of that. Um, it's 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 not easy, and I think this guy could really you know make some magic. Mm-hmm. I just really hope this movie doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah, same. It's, I feel like it's either going to be a, amazing or it's going to be trash. I really, I really hope this movie is good. Like. I am putting, I'm hyping this movie up so much to people that I talk to. And I'm just like, you got to see it. Like it, when it comes out, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be the greatest movie of the year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited, man. And then to bring up for like the 84th time on this podcast episode, Hans Zimmer is composing it. Even though okay. Steven hates him. I don't hate him. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Um, So, I mean, if, if Hans Zimmer is composing it, 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 it should be good. Definitely. Um, I mean, I think that just about wraps everything up. Yeah, if you guys hear my dogs in the background, I'm really sorry. He's going crazy. Good. There, like, there are special. He is freaking out right now. Okay, <laughs> he's he's excited for Dune, bro. That's all it is. He is yeah, very excited for podcast Dune. ended at the perfect time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So with all that being said, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you can, if you're not already, go follow us on Twitter at Inside Backlot and on Instagram at Inside the Backlot. Um, I wish we could really get inside the backlot on Twitter, but you can't fit that many characters. Yeah, it's oh. too many characters. Yeah, but anyways, go follow us, check us out. Um, we have some exciting uh, episodes coming out. I, I, other than this, we have like two, three more episodes already in the works that we're gonna be releasing soon. Um, I'm pretty sure we're gonna be reviewing the gentleman. Yep. Um, and we're gonna be doing some Oscar predictions, and and obviously we'll be reviewing the Oscars after that comes out. So we got some good stuff coming out, guys. Um. But yeah, definitely go follow us. And uh, thank you guys for listening. So long. Have a great one.